get a spin, catch a wave on us. Take a shot, make a friend, just enjoy the moment. What's up, footy fans? Welcome to the second episode of Backyard Footy, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network of Podcasts. That's bgn.fm on the internet. You can also follow them on Twitter at the bgn.fm. Before we get started, I wanted to apologize for the audio in the first episode. I used a software that wasn't the best, but now thanks to advice from some peers, I'm using something different, so we should be good to go. I hold myself to high standards, so trust me, I felt the same way you did listening to the first episode. But without further ado, I have my featured guest here with me, Yoso Samuel, a.k.a. Yo-Yo. What's up, Yo-Yo? How's everything? Good, good. How's everyone? So let me give you a little background on us. I played with Yo-Yo last year on the Steel. It was great seeing him grow throughout the year. He could have easily started every game if it was up to us. But we know it really wasn't our decision. But when he did get his opportunities, he had really good moments for a 19-year-old. And at that time, he did really well for himself, even had confidence in practice one time to stand up to the captain, James Chambers. We all know how intimidating he can be. I had to break it up. <laughs> but it's something none of us will forget because it just showed he had a lot of toughness and he gained a lot of respect from us as a player. So, yo, yo, what's up? How's uh, Atlanta and everything? How good does it feel to be back home? Everything is and I'm living the dream, I dare say. Um, this is my hometown, and... I love waking up and going to practice. Yeah, I bet, bro. So you've been starting the majority of the games the past four out of the five games. I saw you had a good assist against Louisville as well. So talk yeah. about the coaching. Like, they're giving you a lot of confidence here? Yeah, they, they like the athletic game. Um, they, they have a lot of a bigger plan for me than a lot of coaches that had um, in the past. Um, they trust me with a lot of things. Um, they think I've been perfect with the with the style of the team. Right. And I'm I'm very I'm glad and I'm I'm always optimistic to come through. So what's the facility like? They spent like like ten, twenty million on the facilities and stuff. I know we come down there later in the season, but and I've seen your snaps in the gram stories and stuff, but what's it like? Yo, you gotta go <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. I thought in Union Right, but when I came to this team, we have everything, everything we need. There's literally nothing, um, nothing that we would want more. There's like even, even there's like a stretching, like boards and stuff. Like, jeez, have uh, a team before where you like it's like strings, a lot of strings, and you put your legs on it and you're uh-huh. like on this stuff. We have like five, no, no, I said six or seven fields for the for the whole uh, team, and everybody the the per, the thing is that I like the most is everybody trains there uh-huh. from the first team, uh, the second team, and the first team trains in the morning around the same time. Gotcha. And it we're, we're really close to make. Because uh, everybody like get along better, right? And everybody is like also really humble, and they they share everything. We we share food, right? We get in time, and the coaches, if they need any players or if they need a whole team to scrimmage to the first team, we're there. So we always got gotcha. you, know, which is really cool. They give you guys breakfast and lunch. Yeah, they give us nice. breakfast. They have uh, chefs and stuff cooking right. After practice, and they're really good top ten. Wow, wow, that's crazy. 
So what's your day like in comparison to Philly? I remember Philly, we trained around, what was it, like 10.45, be there by 10, 10.15. So what's it like here? Here, we train at 10 or 10.30, depending mm-hmm. on if you're training with the first team, you train at 10 o'clock. If you're train, you training by ourselves, your second team, 10.30, but then later. And it will be, we'll get in, Round nine, uh, then round, uh, I want to say like maybe one or 12 o'clock. Oh, wow, that's not too bad at all. And you're, are you in free housing or are you staying at your family's house? I'm staying in family's house. I'm going to try to stay here. Yeah, smart. How- food. You know, I, I don't get into trouble. Uh, <laughs> all right. Humble and I love seeing my family. Of course, of course. Is it close for you? How far is the commute? It's thirty minutes. Oh, that's not bad at all. It's not bad. It's not bad. Even though the Atlanta traffic can be, you know, right. Sometimes, but it's okay. Not bad. Right. So let's talk about your journey a little bit. You're one of eight siblings, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm the young. So you're the youngest. I'm the youngest of nine. Of nine. Wow. So when did you come over here from Ethiopia? Talk about that and what was the, some life-changing experiences for you? Oh, well, oh, I mean, when I came from Ethiopia, it's like a whole different world. Uh-huh. So, so me and my my brother got adopted. Um, my One of my older brothers got adopted from Ethiopia um, to Atlanta. And uh, let me say what you to the, yeah, 2007. The summer of 2007. Got you. And uh, I wasn't before uh, I came to America. It wasn't really the prettiest life. Right. Was, we had a lot of tough uh, upbringing, me and my brother. But when we came here, both of our lives changed, and we uh, our family is the best uh, that I know. I mean. Um, you moved straight to Georgia when you came over? Yeah, gotcha. yeah I, I moved straight to Cape House here. Uh, with my other brothers, my family has more adopted people uh, also from Ethiopia. Gotcha. Here for me, you know, to come to America and just feel at home. And I saw home every, ever since day one. And right. I... I went to school down the streets, elementary school, and I also went to high school a mile away. So everything, everything I really like and I know is around, just around the corner. Right, 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 man, that's awesome. So how old were you when you came over? I was nine, turning ten. <laughs> so then, from there, you just went. How'd you find soccer around here? Did you, it says you played for who was it again? The Colonial Soccer Academy, KSA? Yeah. Uh, before that, I played into Atlanta, which is down the street also. Uh-huh. It's a mile away, and there's a lot of kids who play. It's not the most competitive, but at the same time, uh, that, that was the closest, and that's where my brother went to play. Um, so we decided to try there, and after a while, we, we wanted to change, so I went to another club, in Georgia, which is far from, a little bit far from Atlanta, uh-huh. it was called GSA, which was a big uh, a big club, and 
probably the best club in Georgia. And then from there, I found my like my coach. It was my coach who recruited me there. Uh-huh. And he also started a team that I joined. It's called Kalanji Soccer. So, and yeah. then from there, how did you end up in the Unions Academy? How did that all work out for you? Uh, I I think I put the Disney showcase in in Florida, uh-huh. and, and they watched me play, and they and I I'm pretty yeah yeah I also had the national team call up when I was younger, so they saw me from there, and they called me years before to join when the first union started, but my coaches didn't want me didn't want me to go. Uh-huh. I I didn't really want to go either because my team was really good in Georgia and we had a we went to national team uh, national uh, ch- tournaments uh oh but I didn't want to leave at that time. Right. A few years later my all my teammates graduated because they were older than me and then I decided to to go to the union. And how old were you at that time? Huh? How old were you at that time? I want to say 17. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, right before that, I went to Romania, and I was uh, I was trying to play in Romania, and uh, I joined this one Romanian team for a few months, and I had, it was a professional team. I had a contract with, uh, they had a contract set up for me, but right. I ended up in the place because it was just, no black people friendly. <laughs> they were not like racist, but you can like, feel it. You can feel it for sure. Yeah, sit in well. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like I just, I just uh, didn't like it, and I right. came here, and then I think the next best thing was uh, to go to school, finish school, and play soccer. And right. Union can do both of them, so I decided to join them. And then from there, you went to the Steel, right? Yeah, after like a year and a half, mm-hmm. I joined uh, the Steel. So how was your experience, your rookie year, from joining, what was it, U18s and then straight to the Steel? Yeah. Um, it was different because I I felt I had to like change up my style of play a little bit, uh-huh. uh, which... Which I needed to do, but also not um, get lost in what I'm good at. Right, I, right. I, I did sometimes when I joined. You, the uh, still the coaches asked me to defend a lot. And, right. Uh, when I first, I remember when I first first came to the team, and uh, um, the coach put me aside and said, "I know you want to dribble a lot, and that's your best thing." But I need you to defend, and I learned how to defend. But at the end, it just became just defending, defending, right. defending. I'm a soccer, but like, I need to attack, and I need to play more when we need, like when we need more attackers and stuff. Right. Put me in, not to sell out a game or. Right. So that that was my struggle with Bethlehem still, but. Other than that, I think I needed um, that experience because I had a lot of older guys like you. Right. I didn't agree with all the time, but (laughs) (laughs) older guys definitely helped me and 
like toughened me up in, um, in practice and told me how I need to be in every practice. So all I cared about is to be ready in whatever situation I'm in. So I just right. need to be ready for not playing. I need to be ready for the next one. Just so would, um, would you say those two years in the steel helped you to where you are right now in your third year in Atlanta? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I'm like I realized that right when I left the steel, my end of my contract ended, and I remember going home and I was like, "Yo, I had nothing to worry about because right. now I found like where I stand in a um, in a professional environment. I can I I just knew I can succeed as long as I do these things right. You right, know? right. And that's why when Atlanta called and I was ready. It right. was, um, it was, um, it was in the middle of our break, but I was ready. I, um, I took a few weeks break and I went back to the gym and every day I was working with my old coach and stuff. Right. I realized as long as I'm ready and fit, like there's no teams that would pass up on me and Atlanta after they saw me and, uh, and the little scrimmage, like, they wouldn't let me go anywhere else. So. Nice, nice, nice. I'm happy for you, bro. Yeah, for sure. So talk about your um, U20 experiences. I remember you were called up last year, April, around this time. Um, for your yeah. third, That was your third time, though, right? <clears throat> yeah. Um, for U20, that was my... So talk yeah. about your experiences. Were you on the, what was it, U17s, U what... 18s, 19s after that, and then 20s? Or how how did yeah. it work? Uh, I, I don't remember what ages it were when I was younger, but um, the most the, most of the camps when I was older was I went to the U21s uh, leading up to the World Cup, and uh, that was a really tough camp, and everybody, especially the, the latest one I went, yeah, uh, we, we had old type of professional players uh, maybe like one or one or two college players wow and competing with those guys was the, the most fun I had uh, during that time uh, that time of my life because all those guys are exactly my age right 97 right or uh, maybe 98 and and you can you can see like how good they are and and how it just shows me how um I'm, I'm uh, how where I am really yeah definitely I am my age in this country and it's always nice to see um to see yourself and compete against your, the best players and uh, I remember when we went to a Tottenham uh, not Tottenham uh, Fulham uh huh we had some players like. From Tottenham, from other con- uh, other countries, who uh, were playing in a big, wow. in a big teams, and you just just comparing yourself and going against them, just felt really good yeah. and uh, really nice to be, to be around that environment. And most of the kids are pros, right? I mean, I, yeah. you said only one or two college kids, and everyone else is a professional worldwide, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, all all playing. Uh, and um, in England and Spain and uh, even in the US, uh, 
all those players who just uh, one of my friend who who also who went to the World Cup um, with name whose name is Lagos who plays in our team. Uh-huh. He was signed to Atlanta and all those players just seeing them and being around with them was, was pretty yeah, that's cool. awesome. Being with your yeah. boys and stuff, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So what we really want to know is what's the difference between Atlanta and Philadelphia's organizations in terms of, like, the coaches, the academy system, practice sessions, the chemistry. You've been a part of the two best, maybe top three academy systems in the country with Philly and Atlanta now. So talk about that transition and some of the difference that you've noticed now that you've been a part of Atlanta for a couple months. I think um, for me personally, so... Um, what other people would say, but for me personally, I think the biggest thing for me was the coaches, and the coaches are. In our first team, we have Tata, who is, you know, a legendary <laughs> legend. Yeah. Argentina and all top teams. Uh, and you, you can see it, like, you can feel his presence, and you can see, like, what he can do on the field. Wow. Coach, you know, he wants. Everybody, like in a certain place, in a certain time, and wow. Omas, and he he is so involved and so passionate. You can see, like when we're scrimmaging, he's right in the middle of the field, like yeah, yelling or like wow. clap, like, and I feel like wow. that's how we shoot. Right. Also, is I coach Scott, um, who's. Also, he was also uh, the national team coach for U, U15, U17 for years. Right. He was one of the top coaches in the U.S. also, and very passionate, very uh, uh, nice guy outside of the field. But the way he works is unbelievable. They wake up up morning, and then they're the last ones to leave. Jeez. kind of get us everything uh, we want on the videos, every stats on other players or right. everything they uh, they can find to help us succeed and they're they're very passionate you can see how hard they were working and and they also very uh, very good at communicating to players if right. when i have trouble or when they don't like what i'm doing or they want to change something or when they like something i'm doing they just like communicate that very well wow. so i don't have to like yeah set- Stuff or yeah. like things that they don't they don't want to mess with me or something, you know. Right. So you know uh, where you stand as a professional on the team. It's not like a guessing game, and you're just trying to figure out your role and stuff like that. They make your lives easy, right. um, easier. And uh, after you know, after practice, if you do the right things, they make your lives easier. Right. Why did they say you're not playing? Don't have conversation with you before or and here it's not like about if you deserve it you play right, it's not right. it's not it's not like somebody's given the opportunity because they don't deserve it and you can see if players are uh, slacking on practice you you get on them um yeah you don't mess around about not like not practicing like how we should be practicing right um so it's he's very professional, also very nice guy outside of the field, also like really close to the players. Nice. 
I, I feel like that's what every professional team and players need as a coach. Right. I agree with that. They, some people get confused sometimes that they need big players or certain names to be on the team to or to win. Right. To win. But I think it starts with a coach. If the coach is sh- uh, shy or not doing his job well, the team won't do well. Very true. But I agree with that. It's the fact. It, it's a, you know, it's it's a band, and the person who is, you know, uh, the biggest piece is, I think, the coach. And yeah, yeah. Ultimately, it, we play how he wants us to play. Yeah. And also, even though uh, the other big difference is, even though Union has an academy and a school, mm-hmm. but it's still far away first team and second team that academy mm-hmm. and the second team is far away from the first team yeah uh, as you know we we didn't really have scrimmages we only <laughs> I think one scrimmage or something yeah uh, that year here we scrimmage with them two or three uh, two or three times a week wow with things with them like that yeah so do you practice with them too do they call people up to training sessions like I- have you gotten any opportunities with the first team yet? Yes, uh, I have. Uh, we practice with them. If we're not practicing with them and they need it, like strikers or they need a certain possession, uh-huh. uh, have um, certain, certain things to do and they want more players, we, they always pick us up and then we go, we play. They know everybody. The first team coaches know everybody by full name they talk to second team players all the time and, right and it's just really nice and healthy environment with that you can't go wrong right. you're always trying to get to the first team it doesn't seem like it's out of reach even though this is the best team in the league right and the players on the first team are unbelievable they're really good but at the same time like uh we play with them so much, and we we start learning things from them, yeah. and we start figuring out what we need to do to get to get to that level. Right. And, um. It it just helps, and it makes you want to uh, try harder, and it just it's just really nice. Um. I th- I didn't I didn't think Philadelphia was very good. the second team, and and the second team. It seems like uh, it was kind of like in the middle of nowhere, uh, not close to the academy either. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was kind of weird. And because most of you guys, for the most part, are near the facility, right? The academy youth system all trains there as well at the Atlanta first team facility? Yeah, we all train in the same facility from uh, pre-academy to the first team. It's just different times. Nice. And the- we have six or seven fields, so it's not like fields get messed up or anything. Yeah, that's but, a big difference from uh, the union because you have YSC, but that's so far from talent, energy, and all that. So, yeah. Total, uh, union has like four fields or five. Right, right. So it's two different places. So how you? Uh-huh. Even uh, even though you have school for the players. Players can't go to first team or second team practice and come back and do the school because it's so far away. Yeah, yeah. And it's so much time. And um, here, 
I've seen a lot of academy players before practice, they do uh, school there, or after practice, there's a, a place they can do homework and stuff at the facility. And yeah, it just seems pretty well set up. So how's your season so going so far with Atlanta too? What's your role like here? Are you more of a leader since you're, like, what are you, this is the first year in the league for Atlanta, so you're, I guess, one of the veterans on the team now. So what's your role like here? How do you, how you been liking it so far? I'm I'm not the I'm not in the middle of uh, the pack as age uh-huh. age, um, um, and we have some older guys who are, you know, who are helping us, you know, also get better as young professionals to come to practice every day, hundred percent. Right. And I think we don't really have. Too much of like a big leaders that they don't um, they don't need to like get on us or anything like that because the coaches set the tone all the time mm-hmm. because the coaches are very involved. Um, but we also have like our team isn't um, we don't have anybody who who's like whose head is too big or like right. they think they're shit or right. That's good. It's just everybody is very humble and very professional. Uh, because we have some players who who've been who played in the MLS right uh, past years, uh, but they they don't really need to say anything because we all we we all do pretty well and um, in practice we all try to show up every day right um, and nothing is in in the, the way Atlanta is set up like you can't afford to slack off. Wow. So, wow. So, what do you mean by that? What do you and the hold, standard, Okay. The, the academy. So nobody, uh, I, I mean, you remember last time how many times I was late? Yeah. <laughs> I was late. Yeah. This, I haven't been late a single time. I always show up early because, you know, if, I, if I'm if i late, the first team coaches are looking at it. You right, know? right. Or the, the GM is looking at it. You, you always see them around. Right. Everybody works around there, so, uh, so it's like the standard is set up uh, like so high. You need to be so in a certain way, and but everybody like follows the rules pretty well. Everybody has a really good habit, so we don't need to like we need we don't need to have any, like a single player who's older need to yell at like players. Right. No, we just everybody does their own shit how it's supposed to be. So, um, pretty much, like, everybody is uh, part of, like, um, I don't know, it's just, we don't have big leaders, everybody is the leaders. Yeah, that's good, that's what you need for good, some good chemistry. Everybody's on the same page, so we don't, uh, we don't really have anybody, like, standing up um, to put players in a place or anything like that, which is... Everything pretty well. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah. do they send a lot of first team guys down? How does that work? I don't know if guys been taking your spots or anything, but I know in the union, like it didn't matter whoever came down played per se. So, what's it like there? And I know they send out a decent amount, but I don't know. Yeah, they they send out. I want to say five six players, uh, which is not bad, uh, considering. We had the whole lineup last year from Philly, <laughs> uh, but 
the way it is is like going back to our coach. If a, a first team player is not doing well, he's not guaranteed to play. You know. Oh wow. Uh, I've st- this year I started in front of over some players. This year, uh, wow. if I'm doing not if I'm not doing well, I'll, an academy player can step up and take my um, spot. Wow. Is how the coach sees it. If somebody is doing well, they're gonna keep putting them. You know, no matter what who's coming down and um which is really nice yeah uh, th- that's that's when it gets tricky sometimes like when first team players can come down like uh in the union we didn't we didn't get to play sometimes i see you on the bench <laughs> which is crazy i saw seiko on the bench we had like <laughs> at the time right we were on the bench chilling well, first team players came down. Right. Like, uh, it didn't matter. And we didn't understand that. Sometimes. And that, I mean, what Atlanta's doing, it keeps everybody sharp. You know what I'm saying? Even yeah. the first team guys, you know that a, a Atlanta 2 guy might come up and take your spot one practice or even in a game or something, you know? Like, from top sure. to bottom, everyone's on the edge of their seat, you know, not taking it for granted because anybody, like you said, even young boys in the academy can take your spot. So that's crazy. For sure, for sure. That's how it really should be. Yeah, that's how it always should be. Uh, and th- this way, everybody gets along with each other, you know? Right. Like, you don't want to be like, oh, he's coming down. There goes my minutes. I don't care about the team. You can't be like that. Right, right. We really like our team. Uh, I think that's also one of the biggest thing about Atlanta. Atlanta, like, everybody loves soccer. Right. Uh, we we have such a big support. Even in the second team, we have such a big support. And even in the first team, when we go to the first team, the uh, the fans they they notice everybody from the second team. Or wow, way they watch the first team is like it's crazy. You, you just want to be in that environment, mm-hmm. and it makes you want to work so hard because. That we have we have like seventy thousand people standing up the whole game. If, if you watch a game, it's unbelievable. How's, like yeah, sit down because you won't you won't see any any of the game because every single people wow. out there like they're standing up and cheering loud and and it's 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 crazy. Bro. That's crazy. So I was gonna ask you about that. What's the experience like being at a stadium with seventy k fans? I see. Instagram stories and snaps and all that, but like being there in person, I can't even imagine. Any any video and anything I sent you wouldn't uh, wouldn't do, do justice. <laughs> Gotta experience it, man. Uh, it's just I'm I'm there every. Like you remember how you used to? We have to go to the game. Yeah. And we were like, damn, we gotta go to. The game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, we have a choice. Do you want to? If you don't want to show up. Okay. Free tickets want, too. Yeah, they'll give us tickets and and then if you want to show up, it's it's your choice. Right. And so every time the team is in, in town, we uh, we love supporting the team. We just the way they play is very attractive. Right. We win every game in our in our and I in the stadium. The fans are crazy. It's uh it just. Everybody knows the songs. Everybody's insane. Right. Like, every, and it's so, which is really nice, but 
for me, like seeing like my ex who who has like pictures <laughs> of Maron and stuff is like it's crazy to me. Yeah, I know. So I just when you start liking soccer, yo. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, like I love Atlanta. Like soccer was like it, it's crazy. All these people that I know and they just love soccer because wow. that's the it's like that's what we we've been missing or right. uh, in Atlanta. It's it's crazy. It's it's just like the Falcons. It's it's right downtown, right? Yeah, right in the city. So people can take the metro and stuff to get there. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's I mean, for me, it's fifteen minutes away. Right. Um, it's easy. Uh, it's easy. You can take the Marta. You can uh, even driving is not too bad. Uh, they have a well set up, and they thought they thought uh, everything. Well, I don't know. So, yo, yo, I appreciate everything. I appreciate having you on this show. It's been an honor to host you. Good luck the rest yeah. of the season. We'll definitely yeah. be in touch, and I'll definitely be hitting you up when I come down there, check out Atlanta and them things. You got to show me around, show me the city. I definitely got to show you around, man. We got to try to whoop your ass. <laughs> I'll man. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. That was yeah. a good game last night. <laughs> you, you enjoy, yeah, you enjoy Atlanta, man. I appreciate that. Thank you to thank you to all you footy fans for staying tuned. Keep keep on listening. You can follow me on iTunes, YouTube, and SoundCloud. And I'll talk to you guys soon. You guys enjoy the rest of your day.